0: All right. Welcome to the Trident true podcast. This is the first podcast that we've been doing, which is exciting. So uh, welcome in. We are going to talk Mariners. This is going to be just uh, basically a podcast and a sub stack that the Mariners fans can go to to chat. It's going to be have message boards. It's going to have posts. Uh, you know, Weekly, we're going to do a weekly podcast uh, and just talk Mariners. We're going to have Twitter lives. Uh, we've been super active on our Twitter account, so if you haven't found that, uh, it's just at Trident True, um, and you can go and interact with our Twitter account as well. But uh, welcome in to the first episode of the Trident True podcast. Uh, we're going to dive into... Uh, some Mariners topics today. It is January fifth, uh, so you know the uh, winter meetings are over. Uh, we saw what the Mariners did, and you know probably didn't do uh, that we wanted to see uh, from Depoto and you know the rest of the M's front office. But uh, really, you know, I, I think that not being too negative about the Mariners, but I think of what we're seeing uh, and as a big problem for Mariner fans is it feels like we're in our window. Right? Like it feels like the Mariners are in the window of opportunity where, you know, they just made it to the ALDS. They got bounced by uh, the, you know, uh, eventual champions uh, in the Houston Astros. Um, You know, there's teams like the Rangers who are spending a ton of money. And we'll talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the teams around the AL West, but um, it just feels like it's our window, right? Like it just feels like. You know, Julio Rodriguez is, you know, has won the Rookie of the Year Award and he is, you know, presumably going to be in the Home Run Derby. The Mariners are hosting the 2023 All-Star Game. And so the stars are just aligning for the Mariners and to go out and in the winter meetings and this offseason when there's so many, so many uh, teams that are spending frivolously and and specifically really like there's so many players available right? Like they're Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, there's Dansby Swanson, Xander Bogart. Like these big names are coming off the board uh, for teams that are really going for it. You're seeing um, the San Diego Padres, you're seeing the Yankees spend uh, as they always do. You're seeing the Giants go out and try and get their guys. Um, and of course, you can't talk about free agency without talking about the Mets. Uh, Carlos, Carlos Correa, uh, still nobody knows what's going on with his physical, but He most likely is going to be a Met. Um, You know, Justin Verlander gets signed by the Mets. There's just so much happening around the league, and the Mariners just seem to be taking a pass. It just seems like we're happy with the lineup that we have, and, you know, I will be the first one to tell you the lineup is better this year uh, when healthy than previous years. Here's the problem. We have no depth. There is no depth to the Seattle Mariners lineup. Uh, If you see... uh, You know, uh, outfielder go down. Hernandez has uh, been hurt before. You see uh, Jared Kelnick struggle in the outfield. Uh, We have no depth. You're looking at a Dylan Moore, Sam Haggerty, playing big-time innings yet again. Uh, and it just could be fixed, you know, like there, there's solutions to these problems. You know, we passed on Ben uh, who, you know, again, probably would have been a major upgrade in the outfield. Um, and defensively, you know, Hernandez, uh, being out in left field and, and maybe even right field, like he's not a great defensive outfielder. Uh, we know this, he's a great addition to the lineup. We're happy to have him. Um, but it's just not somebody that, uh, it doesn't make a such a remarkable impact like a potential Trey Turner or, um, you know, I, I, I struggle saying Dansby. like I love Dansby. I love his game. Um, I've been, you know, a huge Dansby fan since he played at Vanderbilt. But, you know, I'm, I'm not sold on Dansby 100%. But regardless— It's just I struggle. I struggle with uh, the fact that the Mariners just decided to take a pass, and it seems like now uh, our only options are some trades. You know, I've been yelling from the mountaintops that Catal Marte uh, would be a great addition to the Mariners. He can play in the outfield. He can play in the infield. Um, He's he's a uh, definitely an upgrade from Dylan Moore, who has been fantastic in times and moments, Uh, but. Ketel Marte has a great team-friendly contract that Divish or uh, not Divish, but uh, Depoto probably loves. We'll talk about Divish in a minute, but we'll, – you know what? It just seems like the Mariners could go after a type like him. Uh, Reynolds Brian Reynolds um, has been talked about, but again, these are going to take trade pieces that um, you know potentially take Emerson Hancock or one of the top premier prospects that the Mariners now have um, away from the team. And after the Castillo trade where we really sold the farm, it felt like, you know, I don't know how much more we can give. And we certainly won't have what we had at the deadline this year uh, with firepower inside of the minor leagues uh, to be able to accomplish. You know, we still have Harry Ford. We still have Emerson Hancock. You know, we still have guys that have some some good talent in the in the minor leagues. But, you know, the Mariners uh, farm system is now uh, looking at being projected ranked one of the bottom farm teams uh, or farm systems. Uh, in all of baseball. And that's just, uh, that's just a result of, you know, going for it in these times. The problem is the free agency hasn't matched. We have not seen uh, the Mariners spend and John Stanton spend specifically uh, as the owner of the Mariners. He has not spent like a guy who's going for it. And as a fan, as somebody who's been a Seattle Mariners lifelong fan, it's frustrating. There's no, there's no other way around it. It is really frustrating to see a team who hasn't made the playoffs in 20 years, finally make it finally look like they're making progress and then just laying an egg in, in free agency and laying an egg in the off season. And so, you know, um, it's unfortunate. I feel bad for DePoto. I, I truly think that DePoto is a top five GM, top five front office guy, uh, in the league. He's making, Uh, You know, he's doing uh, more with less, uh, I would say, uh, with the Mariners. And I know that that can be frustrating. And so, you know, I want to hand it to DePoto and the front office staff doing a great job of putting a good lineup together with the restrictions that they've had. Divish obviously has reported uh, that, you know, uh, sources around the league are saying that DePoto is handcuffed uh, in the front office, is handcuffed with what they can do because of the uh, budget and restrictions that they're seeing which again are, are really unfortunate. Uh, it's, it's just one of those things that I feel like uh, we could go for it. We could make you know a potential uh, ALCS and make a World Series run if we just added a couple more pieces. But uh, needless to say, we we got better this offseason uh, with a couple of trades. Colton Wong uh, being one of them, uh, and Teo Oscar Hernandez being another. I feel like the Wong trade. Uh, if I had to speak on it just for a moment, I think the Wong trade it doesn't add a ton. I, you know, he's he's a, a career 250-260 hitter, um, which is fine. It's okay. I think for a six six seven spot, uh, we're looking at an upgrade there. But um, even more so, we got rid of Jesse Winker, who was just horrendous last year. Uh, and, you know, hearing in the offseason about how uh, we, he potentially was a locker room problem as well, you know, you can't hit 210, 220 and be a locker room problem you just can't you can't have it Uh, you know like the the Mariners have uh Julio Rodriguez a Ty France a Cal Raleigh who are grinders absolute grinders uh J.P. Crawford who's been there for a minute um I mean they have absolute grinders and not to mention Gino Suarez is a great locker room guy that you know hit above his weight punched above his weight for sure last year especially playing third base I would like some depth at third base but um we saw some great additions. So Colton Wong, um, you know, it's not one that's going to pop off the page. I'm not incredibly excited for Colton Wong, uh, to begin his Mariners tenure, but you know, having somebody at second base, that's not named, uh, you know, Frazier is going to be really nice. I think that, you know, Frazier struggled, Adam Frazier struggled most of the, the 2022 season. I would have liked to have him back just because I think that, uh, you know, coming off an all-star year with the pirates, the previous year, there was some potential where he could get, back to that and you know i i I want this to be known i do think adam frazier and jesse winker are going to play very well next year uh just be prepared prepared mariners fans for jesse winker to hit 30 home runs uh in the milwaukee stadium and uh just have a great year with Milwaukee for whatever reason. Uh, that was not the case with the Mariners, but I'm just preparing myself and, uh, you know, preparing my, you know, attitude towards Jesse Winker that he's going to have a good year and it's going to make everybody upset. That's just the given for sure. So, you know, one of the stronger things, uh, that, you know, we didn't improve over the offseason but is going to be a strong suit is this pitching staff i mean you look top to bottom at this pitching staff you see george kirby you see luis castillo robbie ray logan gilbert uh and you just look at this powerhouse of a starting lineup um In starting rotation, I mean, you know, George Kirby, I I think he has an opportunity to potentially take over Luis Castillo, if we're being totally honest, as the Mariners' ace here in the next five years. Uh, Luis Castillo is going to be amazing. Uh, We know he's going to put up strikeout numbers. We know he's going to be awesome uh, when it comes to eating up Indians. Uh, But I just think George Kirby, man, people... People don't give him enough praise, and which is crazy because you—he's in the Rookie of the Year conversations and all of that—and he still doesn't get enough praise. I just think that he, his stuff is absolutely electric. Uh, he throws high velocity. He, his slider is one of the best, and he hasn't even developed uh, his changeup, which is coming. Uh, I mean, it's coming, and his two seam fastball is one of the better ones I've I've seen in the, in the last few years, not just on the Mariners but uh, across the league. So I think George Kirby has an opportunity to have a huge year this year. Um, you know, you're looking at a guy who had a sub three five ERA uh, in 2022. You're looking at a guy who uh, struck out a ton of people um, and did it efficiently. He's an efficient guy. He he pounds the strike zone almost two. Uh, well, sometimes where he gets eaten up if he's around the strike zone too much, but I think that he's going to have a great year. Um, and expect Robbie Ray to bounce back. I know everybody is upset of it uh, at his you know potential four ERA that he almost posted in twenty twenty two, but. The guy ate up a ton of innings. He's going to be healthy. He's going to be good. Uh, he almost had 200 innings in 2022. So you know, look for him to have another great season where he eats up a ton of innings. And and really, that's the name of the game. And we haven't even brought up Marco Gonzalez or or uh, Flexen, Chris Flexen, who you know say what you want, but they talk about eating innings. Uh, Flexen and Marco Gonzalez both. I mean, they they were absolute workhorses in 2022. Um, they ate innings when we needed it. Uh, their ERAs weren't great. You know, uh, Marco flirted with a five ERA most of the year, but uh, just they just grinders, man. Like guys that you want on your team, and especially with injuries happening to a pitching staff, you know, uh, late in the year most likely. You just see a staff that is just talented, right? You have the young guys and George Kirby and Logan Gilbert. You have the premier guys that are uh, Robbie Ray and Luis Castillo, and then you have that like third tier that is not the tier that you know is the most sexy. Not everybody's going to talk about it. They're, they don't have massive contracts that you're going to look at and ooh and ah over. But they just eat Indians, man. Like, they'll, they'll get you wins when you need it. They're not going to post, you know, a 21 season or anything like that, but they're going to go something around 12 and 12. They're going to go 12 and 10, 10 and 12. They're going to get wins, and they're going to eat up Indians when you really need it uh, in the middle, late half of the year uh, that allow us to be in contention when it matters for Luis Castillo, George Kirby, Robbie Ray uh, to be able to fight in a three game series like we really need them to. I know everybody was disappointed uh, with how Robbie Ray came out in 2022 in the postseason, you know, blew the lead in a Houston uh, got tattooed a little bit in uh, against uh, Houston in that series, which was unfortunate to watch. But um, I think that overall, uh, I'm happy with where we're at right now. We have a starting lineup that's solid top to bottom. I, you know, I have a couple of breakout people of the year that we'll talk about when we get closer to uh, the beginning of the season, but I really look forward to seeing Kelnick in his, uh, you know, third year really in the big leagues. Um and getting you know a full spring training where he's confident feeling uh the the team out a little bit and having more confidence in his bat but uh as we get more as we get closer to the spring training uh and when pitchers and catchers report uh we'll have more um to go by when we when we talk about all of that uh, you know breakout potential mvps of of the team i think that um Julio Rodriguez is, is you know, a superstar already, but uh, a true, you know, a face of baseball in the making. Uh, Ty France, I think he's going to have a bounce back year. He had a terrible second half. It was tough to watch, but, um, you know, he's a guy that's a just consistent grinder. So, you know, all of that that uh, being said, again, we'll talk more about uh, some of our picks for t- the 2023 season. Uh, right now, let's uh, let's switch gears to the teams around the A.O. West. Uh, talk about uh, uh, just uh, a franchise that needs to probably dwindle away or get bought immediately. Uh, the Oakland A's. Uh, if you haven't seen what the Oakland A's have just done to that poor baseball team, uh, it's something that is to really uh, to really watch. It's they're spending no money in free agency. They have a about fifty million dollars in total payroll for 2023 committed, uh, and a team that is just non-competitive, not not competitive in, even in the slightest. Uh, Billy Bean uh, ran his course, trying to nickel and dime people and get people uh, that were good on a stat sheet but uh, cheap on the payroll. And you know, times ran out. You know, it's a different ball game. We have Steve Cohen on the in New York, spending four hundred million dollars a year on a on a baseball team on just salaries. You know, you can't compete with your $50 million, you know, uh, there's two people on the Mets making, um, more than that right now. And that's Justin Verlander and, uh, Max Scherzer. Like they're both making more than, uh, the whole AL, uh, or the whole Oakland A's roster. That's that's sad, and I think the MLB needs to step in in some way. Um, you know, going over to Texas, uh, the addition of Degrom uh, with Simeon and Seeger on that team, I think that they're going to be really competitive. Uh, they still have some big holes to holes to fill. I think that just adding some star talent isn't enough. Um, they remind me of like a twenty twenty one Padres team that barely made the playoffs and then kind of fizzled out in the first round. But uh, even the 2022 Padres that, you know, made it without Tatis Jr., uh, it made a little bit of a run, but, like, just having stars on your team like Soto and Machado and, uh, you know, Tatis Jr., that doesn't mean that you're going to be a good team, right? Like you still have to fill out a whole lineup. You have to be a good pitching staff and you have to go after, uh, some of the best talent in your back end bullpen. And so I just don't see, uh, the Rangers as a complete team. I think that, uh, they're still, uh, behind, um, the mariners here and and the astros the astros uh you know we're not going to talk much about the angels the angels the angels are just that wild card team it just feels like with trout and with shohei otani uh they're always going to be competitive but like it, you look at last year and you just go you know Otani hit 40 home runs and still they didn't even sniff the playoffs they didn't even sniff top three in our division um so they're talk about needing more than just star power the the Angels are a good example of that and so I just don't think that they're going to be that competitive I think that you were looking if I had to project today we're probably looking at an Astros Mariners Rangers AL West fight um the Angels in the A's are probably going to be those bottom feeder teams yet again um but you know the biggest team that we have to worry about now now is the Houston Astros. The they have young talent. Um, they have guys all around the infield that can they can uh not only get a gold glove and go out there and uh play defense, but I mean their lineup is stacked. Jordan Alvarez has really come on. Uh he's he's quite the pain. Um speaking of pain, uh Pena at shortstop, he's a problem. Um and then you've got guys like Bragman and Altuve who are gonna anchor that lineup. Um, time and time again. So, I mean, you look around the diamond at the the Astros and you just wonder how in the hell are the Mariners going to get past this? Uh, The one thing I will say is, although the Astros don't have star names uh, in their starting rotation any longer like they used to have uh, with Garrett Cole and Justin Verlander, um, that rotation is still very good. Do not take the Houston Astros' uh, pitching staff for granted. That team is very, very good, uh, and are, is going to be very good for a long time. Um, it, it's it's one that that doesn't, again, it's not sexy, doesn't really uh, scream at you. Um, but I mean, just looking at the uh, just looking at the rotation for the Houston Astros, it's uh, it's one that uh, I mean you're looking at guys are, who are eating up innings again. Um, McCullers is going to have a full year finally, um, you know, coming back from Tommy John a few years ago. Framer Valdez, like just a freak, uh, you know, just a freak. There, there's nothing else you can really say. He's 5'11", throws like 150 miles an hour. I mean, the dude is just a freak. Um, as long as he can find the strike zone, he's always going to be all right. And then there's, you know, your quiddy, Garcia, and Javier, who, uh, you know, are, are n- again, not sexy, but they're young guys who can fill up innings Fill up the zone, uh, and then they they do have a great bullpen with Presley and Stanek uh, anchoring anchoring there. Um, Montero is always going to haunt the Mariners forever, I'm sure. Um, just just because he's an ex-Mariner, so I'm sure we'll see him in the playoffs yet again. Um, but you know, it's exciting times. The Mariners are we're here, we're here. Like this is what we wanted, right? Like this is we wanted uh, to be competitive. And so, although we didn't spend in the off season, we're still a competitive baseball team. We can still uh, put up runs. We can still, uh, you know, pitch the lights out, and that's going to keep us in it most of the most of the season. And so, we'll see how it goes. But I'm super excited for this year. Um, thank you for you know listening to the first episode of the Try and True podcast. We're going to keep it short and light today, but we'll have guests on. Um, make sure that you subscribe to the tried and true Substack uh, for exclusive posts. You can have a subscriber chat. We'll do one extra podcast a month. And if you are a founder, if you do the founder, uh, price point if you do the founder subscription you are going to be able to be on the podcast you can guest write for the tried and true Substack, and you can host the twitter spaces that we're going to do every single week so i just want to thank you guys for listening uh we'll have more of this every single week uh but very excited for the mariners and very excited for the 2023 upcoming mlb season